0: My name is Alexander Krauss, Alex for short, A for too short, and welcome to Big Tall Boys. Problem, the solution, Big Tall Boys. I don't know the pronunciation of that one. There's a question at the start and then like a solution that's being supplied to it. And I don't know how exactly I need to pronounce that to be a little, little, little slogan. Hello, how are you doing? It's been too long. It's been like seven whole days without you and I just miss hanging out I feel like we haven't really been talking too much and I feel like, I don't know, I've been busy with stuff and, it, I don't know, things have been crazy. Things have been crazy with work and, you know, family life and whatnot. And it's just, it's nice to be able to catch up and get to know, you know, where you're at and what's going on. I feel like it might be a good idea for us to set some... You know, not, not boundaries, because I'm saying we should meet up more. I think maybe, like, just once a month. Once a month, we should just say, look, we're going to go get lunch. We're going to go to, like, a nice place. We're going to go um eat food. And we're going to talk. And we're just going to chill out. And there's no expectations. There's no, like oh, this needs to be, you know, something more than this. We don't need to, like, fall in love or, you know, like, have a night together, a passionate night together following the dinner or lunch or what have you. It can just be a chat. It can just be a chat and we can catch up and he'd be... But, like, I'm open to, like, if you want to make it you know, like this big passionate thing and we're like intertwined as some sort of like ball of, um, orgasmic passion. Then yeah, like I'm not going to say no to that. That can be like something we could do you- maybe even more frequently than a month. If you want to meet up like bi-weekly or, um, semi-weekly or fortnightly or daily or, um, like on the hour every hour, we could just like go at it, and we could be just, like, relentless, like, primal, like, feral beasts that are, like, tearing into each other's backs, like, that could be cool, that could be cool too, because then we can get to, like, know each other, and maybe get something to eat afterwards, and, like, discuss how things are going, and it'd just be nice, it'd just be good, it'd just be good, it'd just be good, and I don't know, I don't know, if this is, like, coming up as too strong, or too crazy, then I'm being crazy, I'm being crazy right now. It'd just be nice to get to see you every once in a while or um, tomorrow, tomorrow even. If you're free tomorrow morning, we can just like um, rent a hotel and just fucking go wild on each other. And that could be like, that could be like our thing. That could be like our thing. And it doesn't have to mean anything or it could. It, it can actually be like the start of something very special and maybe like we could get yeah, we could, like, get a place and settle down, a place in the suburbs. We could move to, like, I don't know, a queue or something, and we could, like... I don't know. I don't know. Like, it, it just, like it could be good. It could be good for us. And maybe, like, we could... <laughs> this is crazy. we could invite, like, some of our closest friends to, like, some big gathering and share our unity with them in some sort of ceremony and after party in which somebody will give a speech, relaying some funny anecdotes about our lives together, and kind of bonding all of us together um, and showing that we're able to be something more than what we were previously, that we're now coupled and we are forever intertwined. And that could just be like our thing. Like we could do that like every week or fortnight or whatever. And you know, when things get messy, and I'm not saying like, I'm not going to say full commitment. If things get messy, sure. I'm cool with, like, uh, breaking up, you know? Like, it's fine if maybe, you know, we have some kids down the line or, I don't know, something like that. And maybe they're, you know, they're creating a strain on our relationship and we feel like we've become different people than what we were before. And we have to have, like, serious, frank discussions inside counseling, sit down, discuss through things, probably fortnightly. And kind of go through how we're feeling, how we appreciate each other, what we're trying to get out of the relationship beyond our connection to our shared child. And then probably, yeah, probably, like, hire lawyers and organize um, how we would decouple and separate and become two separate entities who maybe don't hang out um, monthly or whatever anymore. And then we can just, like, live our own lives. And that'd be... That'd be fine with me. Like, that'd be cool. It'd be nice just to, like, have those times. Like, I feel like a lot of people don't realize that it'd be nice just to have... You know, to have those experiences. It'd be nice just to have that, like, in the past. And then we could actually get to the point where, hey, when I talk to you over dinner, talking about, like, hey, shared custody, what's going on with that? Maybe the pressure is then gone. And when we have a conversation, it doesn't have to be to fulfill something beyond who we are. It doesn't need to be me saying, hey, this is how I'm presenting myself to you. I'm putting up this mask Because I want you to like me for me because we've already gone through that love and separation. And now the pure actual selves are just laid bare and we can see each other for who we really are. And maybe we don't like that. But maybe at some point down the line, as we try to um, find other people, we start to realize that we can actually not find anything as rewarding as that feeling of like truly knowing somebody of going through the expectations and then having to accept them for who they really are. ...and going our own separate ways... ...and that can eventually lead us to like a... ...a monthly thing again... ...and we could like meet up... ...and we could start talking... ...and things can kind of like re-spark... ...and sure our kids going to be a little bit confused by it... ...and it's going to be like a strange transitional moment for them... ...to then go from dealing with separated parents... ...and custody and whatnot... ...to then going to... ...hey maybe... ...maybe the my, my parents are getting back together... ...and things are... ...things are actually going alright... ...and now everything feels like it's all clicking back into place... And we can, I don't know, like arrange uh, funeral services together and we can, like, and then we can invite all our friends to that and we can die together and then people can all be there at the casket. Maybe you die first. Maybe you die first. I don't know who's going to die first. Maybe me, maybe you. But one of us will stand there before the casket and we'll have to share what that journey meant to us and we'll have to struggle through giving a eulogy and saying that, it's hard saying goodbye to somebody who we had such a rocky road with, but maybe in in a way that's kind of showing what life is, that it isn't all sunshine and squeaky wheels, that the pain and the journey are the things that make life worth living. And I'd love to be able to stand there and say that every day was great, that, um, you know, I love them with all my heart and what have you, but, In truth, we're just our own people, and it's not that I love you, it's that I love that I got to share this time with you. And maybe we're conflating the idea of other people lifting us up, and some sort of larger life lesson, and placing that on others to make ourselves feel like we're more important (laughs) But in actuality, we're all just trying to get by, and I'm, yeah, I'm just happy that, that uh, you know, you were by my side through all of it. Um, so. Or like, or like we could or like we could just like hang out every once in a while. Like maybe we don't, maybe we don't hang out. Maybe we don't hang out. Okay. And I'm being too forward and I'm maybe making this too complicated. Maybe we just don't. Okay. Look, welcome. <laughs> Welcome to Big Tall points It's a show. It's a podcast. It's a show. Everybody's very excited for it. We I mean, hear a lot of buzz in the news. You know, I've been trying to get on TV recently just through like walk-on roles, walking in the background of like news productions. A lot of these like today morning show shit like to film like crowds of people cheering and holding up signs. I've been trying to hold up some signs around town. And unfortunately, I haven't been in a lot of clips. I know previously I've talked about trying to get in the background. I think maybe this is all know what you're in for. Was trying to get in the background of news shots where they they film like the weather. So they do like a time lapse of a location. And, I, you know, you hang out there. You hold up a sign for about 24 hours. And you got a pretty good shot of getting your message across. You got a pretty good shot. Maybe they're filming. Maybe they're not. I don't know. Either way, I enjoyed a nice day out at the park with my sign. And that's all you ever really want. It's just a good day out with your sign. <sighs> what, what are we doing today? We're doing... So it's the election campaign. The elections are going fierce. It's absolutely wild. Australia all let us rejoice for we are voting now is what we're saying. And it's very exciting because this year I am a candidate. As every year, everybody's a candidate. You can actually just vote in anybody at any time. It doesn't mean they're going to get in, but you could just vote for anybody. And this year, I'm going to be properly on the ballot. People are going to be able to vote for me. It's very exciting. I've last week I went over some of my pillars of success. Uh, uh not pillars of success. What are they called? What are they called? Campaign promises. Some campaign promises. And those promises are going to be fruitful. They're going to be true. Everybody's going to like them. <laughs> And they're gonna be fulfilled. They're gonna be fulfilled and they're gonna be fulfilling of, uh, of what you really want to get out of Australia. Yeah. 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 So that's pretty exciting. Um, and I thought today it might be a good idea. I know that a lot of my campaign people have been saying, we've got to get these commercials out there. We've got to shoot some commercials, some attack ads. We've got to, you've got to get your name out there. Alexander Krauss, what does it mean? Because beyond the policies, it's about brand image. It's about awareness. Who is Alexander Krauss, Alex for short, A for two shot. Who are they? And, you know, I hired, uh, I hired a, uh, personality quiz. I hired a personality quiz assessor and they went over like who I was as a person and it turns out that I'm a Monica. It turns out that I'm a Monica. I'm a Monica from friends and I don't know what that means. Like, I, I, and so now I'm trying to get down to the bottom of it. I'm, I'm watching friends. I'm every day, every night, every meal, every morning. I'm watching friends all the way from season one to season nine, I want to say. I don't know how many seasons there are to get. I'm not up to it yet. Don't spoil it. I'm not up to it yet. And it's just, this campaign trail is hard. You know, you wake up, you watch friends. Yeah, You make lunch, you watch Friends, you, you know, in the afternoon you get some calls about like, where are you? You need to be at the campaign offices. And it's like, I'm busy watching Friends. I'm trying to figure out who I am as a person. Uh, and then after the call, you watch some Friends and you, you know, you calm down. You relax at night. You're trying to get some sleep. So you just want to settle in with a nice watching of Friends. And then you fall asleep and in your sleep, you're watching Friends. <laughs> because at this point... It's invasive, and it's just a part of who you are. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to I'm going to record some commercial ads. I'm going to record some commercial ads, things to throw up on your TVs, on billboards, maybe. I don't know. I don't know where ads go. I'm not too familiar with uh what ads are useful beyond the podcasting realm. Like if it's not an ad for a podcast, I don't know where I would see it. I mean on a device. I mean, even for a podcast, let me be very clear about advertising at its current state. On the internet, I use an ad blocker. I don't watch TV at all. I watch the ads before a movie when I go to see a movie in a cinema. Yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised. I mentioned that I didn't watch TV to some people the other day, and they were very thrown by that. And it's like what do you mean? Like who watches broadcast TV? That's absolutely crazy. Like who is actually watching it? But they said they watched it. Like I didn't even have one hooked up. I couldn't I couldn't watch it if I try. Like I'd have to like move a TV to the where the cable. Th- I don't even know if I have a cable to do it. Like I've no I have zero interest in watching broadcast television at all. What would be the intention of that? I could just watch anything anywhere all the time always. Uh, at a local cinema. <laughs> I could go see that film. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see it. This I record these in advance. I haven't seen it yet. I'm very excited. Maybe in the next episode I would have seen it. And I can be saying how much I either hated or loved it. But I'm really looking forward to that movie. Um, Yeah, but I, I don't really see ads a lot. So it's hard to know what the current state of ads are. Of course, I look at those ad complaints to make those fan mail episodes of this show. So I'm reading the complaints for these ads... More than I'm actually seeing ads, which is strange. Like, I haven't seen an ad for, uh, I know there's that jingle. I've seen that jingle in, like, before cinema showings of the, like, menu, you know, somebody say menu log or whatever. I have read more complaints about Snoop Dogg singing a song for menu, I think it was that one, than I've actually seen that advertisement. Which, now that I'm thinking about it is fucking insane. I've read more complaints about this ad than I've seen the ad, which is not something a person should be experiencing. Am I obsessed with like bureaucracy and administration? Why am I doing this to myself? I mean, I guess in a similar way, there's, this is, this is before I get into my campaign promises, uh, my video, my commercials. Um it's similar to some other things like I watch more people play the game Mario 64 than I actually play Mario 64. I watch a lot of the speed runs. I watch a lot of the people playing the rom hacks and whatnot. I love th- what people make in that game. I do not like the game <laughs> very much. <laughs> like I don't the controls are pretty shit like and the camera is awful. And this is just this is just me this is just me going over it. It's just the especially the base game. The base game's pretty trash. I think base Mario 64's not a very the the stages are kind of boring. When you play the when people like hack it and make cool shit, then it's way more fun, but the base game's just kinda Um, not too interesting. A lot of it's very slow. It's a little like slowly swimming through water or waiting for a carpet or it's just it's not it doesn't have the fast pace, you know. I prefer Mario Odyssey altogether. Do people care about this? Is this is, is People care about this Usually I'm putting on like a big wall A big mask That I'm protecting who I am as a person So me talking about my interests like this My hobbies My my, my stuff Is kind of like It's kind of confronting It's kind of confronting So let's just jump right into the Let's ignore Whatever the fuck that was Of me being honest with myself And who I am as a person And let's just focus on funny little commercial ads I'm putting together for my campaign election Okay Here's the Here's the first one Here's the first one Hello, I didn't see you there. My name is Alexander Kraus. I'm a potential candidate for Australia. Australia! A country founded on taking over Botany Bay and later deciding that it'd be easier to go to Sydney Cove. And much like that decision, I realized that, hey, I know I'm not that first choice, I'm not Botany Bay, but I am Sydney Cove. And once you go to Sydney Cove, you'll start to realize that, hey, maybe it's better to be the second choice because now i've actually weighed up the options and i can realize that alexander Kraus has everything to offer as an elected official what are my policies what are they exactly i'm gonna be running the olympics in my backyard that's my big one that's my big one decentralized i'm gonna make a centralized currency i'm gonna get rid of i'm i'm getting rid of all of it so if you're ever thinking well wow, i'm dealing with too much um waste waste i could do like something with waste you know like people always complaining about the number of bins or something i could maybe do that petrol prices are crazy high and i'd be i'd be really happy to get those down for everybody involved and a lot of people might say that hey alex you don't have experience what are you doing on the tv even right now like even in the commercial you feel like unconfident and you don't know what you're saying but Um, that's kind of showing that I'm this outsider. I'll play games. I'll play tricks. I'll do, um, I'll do voices. Is that what you want? I don't, uh, uh, cut, cut, cut the fucking head. Okay. 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 I went with, I went into that one without knowing what exactly my of approach is. I think the next one, I think the next one should be me with confidence. I should jump in. I should know what I'm saying. I should know what I'm selling. I should know what I'm selling is the main point. This one's gonna be fully confident, no arms, no ahs. This is my campaign. Let's do it. <clears throat> Hello, my name is Alexander Kraus and I am gonna be your next Australian Prime Minister. Australia has a long history of electing white men, and guess what? <laughs> I'm no different. Sure, we've had some others. <laughs> in the battle before. Of course there's Julia Gillard, the first female Prime Minister, and we've had some previous individuals that were actually birthed in countries beyond Australia, and I mean originally we had a lot of people born in um, born in Britain, uh, such a, I mean even Abbott I think was a, ele- you know, I think he was born. Uh, I think he's born in London or something, uh, but like when we when we you know like Chris Reid was born in Chile, I believe that was our fourth prime minister, and you know we have a long history of electing people that are like me, and I think what we've found is that everything's going really well, and I'm just excited to have a shot. At, okay, in the ad. <laughs> okay. okay, some rules. The first the first ad I immediately talked about the first fleet's landing, which I don't think. I don't think it's something people want, I mean, uh, sure, people want to hear about it in terms of, like, you know, reparations and whatnot, but I don't think people want to hear about it in an election campaign from me. I don't know if it's good for me to be mentioning that. The second one, I started talking about the history of (laughs) white Australian men, (laughs) which, again, is not the tone I want to get across. I think for this next one, for this next one, I'm going to do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gloss, I'm gonna gloss over those, you know, the, the tough stuff. I'm just gonna keep it very on the surface. What, um, you know, a lot of campaign people will say he's the kind of guy I can get a beer with. So I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna use the Australian slang. I'm gonna make this one real Australian and be like the blokey bloke, you know, the guy. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oi, my name is Alexander Clark. <laughs> this is how Australians talk, of course. I'm the kind of bloke that you can go down to the pub and with. Put a shrimp on the barbie. Have a thurfy. You know, like when I was a young boy, I remember when men were men. <laughs> when you could just do whatever you wanted to do, and you didn't get away these participation trophies. If I was in office, I'd make every day Australia Day because guess what? I bleed blue. Really, I do. I bleed blue. I went to my doctor recently about it and they said that it's a problem with my internal workings. They said, they didn't even say there's like a specific thing they can diagnose me with. They said that this is correct. I should bleed blue for how my body is constructed. As it turns out, my blood is unable to be oxygenated and I work more like a tree in that I breathe out. Uh, Oxygen and breathe in carbon dioxide. And then they started nodding, and then they brought in... (laughs) They started nodding, because they didn't know what else to say to me, and I could sense fear in their eyes, as they realized that I was some sort of ent, that I was some sort of ent creature that could take control of them at any point at all. And at this point, I did all the things that an Australian does... I, you know, I patted a kangaroo, I got a snake out of the toilet, and, you know, s- spiders, and everybody was all good. Kangaroo Jack, Knifey Spoonie, uh, eat a pie, shrimp, barbie, uh, football. Gonna go down to the races, have a bit of a drink, and wear a fun hat. That's my day at Flemington. <laughs> Elect me. Okay, and that one's gonna be problematic. Um, that's perfectly Australian, that's exactly what an Australian sounds like. It's fun, it's fun, even beyond, it's fun that uh, I get asked a lot where my accent is from, and I think I sound pretty Australian, but a lot of times people don't think I'm Australian. Maybe it's how I like to inflect words, maybe it's like how I like to play with my voice and make funny little things happen with it, Uh that people then say, "Are you? where are you from? Where exactly were you birthed? And the truth is that I was birthed in Australia, I'm Australian, but I bleed the blue and red and yellow... Why is our flag also blue and red and yellow? That's like America's thing. How dare us? How dare us? Although I think I mean the British flag is also the Union Jack with the. They really took a. They really took a hold of the blue, the blue, red and yellow, blue, red and white, didn't they? They just took complete control over that, despite it being like. Isn't it the flag for other like? There's also the what's the other one? There's another one that's blue, white, and red with the stripes. What's that one? Not Italy. Italy is green. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. But yeah, I get that a lot. A lot of people don't think that I'm Australian, which is going to be difficult for this campaign. It's going to be really difficult for this. Like, I actually get people asking me where I'm from every single day, I think. Every single day I get that, I'm pretty sure. Um, Just people ask me, like, where my accent comes from and where I'm from. Like, I, I, I sound Australian. I know. I know what you're thinking right now. Alex, that's crazy. Like, you sound like you have an Australian voice. Um, but I do. I get it every single day. I get somebody asking me where I'm from. So that's, and a lot of people guess that I'm from, uh, Britain or what have you, but I'm, I'm clearly not. I'm very clearly not. And I also get people calling me Ed Sheeran, despite the fact that I don't look like Ed Sheeran. So that's, that's that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at right now, okay? That's some real inside who I am. And that's actually, I'm going to utilize that for the next campaign. I'm going to make this one about how I look like a Chirin and how my country of birth is unknown and add up this mystery angle. Because a lot of times people come in as a politician, as a potential elected official, and they come in with all this truth. If there's one thing I know about elected officials is that they're also truthful. I know who they are. I know what their policies represent. I know who they, I know that, I know who they voted for. You know, I can tell who they are as a person. And I want to add up this level of mystique, this level of, um, unknowingness of this, even like anonymity. Like, who am I as a person? Do I even exist as an entity? Do I, do I even exist as an entity? I want you to not know whether I am a per, I want, I want me to ultimately be like, what's that Japanese idol thing, you know, with, like, the blue hair? Is it, like, Miku or something? You know the one that isn't, like, a real person and people just animate to be somebody? I'm really showing my wheelhouse of pop culture is that I I don't know what their name is. But I want to be like that. I want to be like a fictitious symbol of something. So here we go, here we go, here we go. A lot of other people you might elect, you'll know who they are. But my name is unknown. And I am just, on the wind, I exist beyond your understanding, and you trying to nail me down to be some sort of, uh, person that can, uh, you know, accept mail and sign for things isn't actually true to who I am as a person. I'm more of an ethereal spectre that hangs over the world, you know? I wander about, and I am who I am, and who I am. And that meaning something more than is less than what I am than. Um, and sometimes what I say won't make a lot of sense, but that's who I am. And in a crazy, messed up way, that's who you are. You actually want somebody in power who you don't know who they are, so that the accountability is then vanquished. How does it feel... ...for you to go into work every day, and you make a mistake, and that mistake hangs over you forever. And people are always, uh, you know, making fun of you, and saying piddle... piddle... piddle pants. Everybody's calling you piddle pants, because you peed on your leg one time, and, like, the stain ran down your leg... ...and you went into a meeting despite cleaning up in the bathroom, or, like, going home, and that, like, it defines you. And it'd be really cool if you could not have to deal with that every single day... And you could just become anonymous. And that's what I'm saying: is I can be your elected official who's anonymous. And it doesn't matter if I am piddle pants. It doesn't matter that I can't last seven minutes in heaven. It doesn't matter who I am as a person. And if people start to say, hey, you know, is that the guy who picked his pants and then he started crying during the meeting when people started pointing out the smell? And then he said, I don't think it was me. I think it was somebody else. And he started pointing towards Jerry. And Jerry was, like, uh, really ashamed because he's actually been dealing with some stuff with his urinary tract. And he's currently been um, wearing, like, one of those bag things that you urinate into. And then he feels, like, confronted and he feels like he didn't want to have, like, a full discussion about it. And you have to apologize and then go into HR and have a long discussion about, hey, look, I actually just... I. I pointed out Jerry because I was dealing with my own thing and it was a person at random I wasn't vilifying him for his actual thing that he's dealing with and now when I'm saying this out loud it seems like my problem is less than what I was before and then at this point Jerry's like yeah but you just peed yourself and you don't have any problems so it's kind of showing that maybe you are the problem yourself and it has nothing to do with you know, like, any sort of, like, medical diagnosis and the problem, given the extent to which you went through in vilifying me, is really showing that the yeah, the problem is actually something that is in your head. And then at this point, I would obviously say, well, fuck off, and then I'd be fired, and I'd be out of my ass, and I wouldn't know what to do. But, I, damn it to hell, if Scott Morrison can, you know, steal funds from the Tourism Australia, or what have, whatever he did back when, and still become Prime Minister, then that's the country I want to live in. I can be your next Prime Minister. If Scott Morrison can commit fraud and steal money from Tourism Australia, real thing, look it up, and then I can pee my pants, be called Piddle Pants, can, I can tell, I can accuse Jerry of being the one who did it, despite him actually dealing with a medical condition, I can go to HR and then later quit, out of shame, then I can also be your Prime Minister, your nameless, voiceless Prime Minister, who kind of, not really, but could look like Ed Sheeran. Okay, okay, that was a pretty, that was a pretty good one. I think that gives, like, a good understanding of who I... I think at this point it's probably a good time to now realise that my image has been set in stone. Here's who I am as a person, and people understand that. Now it's time for me to start attacking. It's putting these attack ads to start saying, hey, look, this is who I am. This is what other people aren't able to give you. This is why other people are wrong and why I am right. Um, who should I attack? Obviously, I should attack, um... I I should attack the voters. Obviously, I should attack the voters because the voters are wrong most of the time. And if I can attack the voters, then you can understand who you need to elect. It will make sense when I do it. I'm going to do the attack out for the e-readers.
1: You may think that other voters have your back, that they're going to walk into that little booth and number things in a way that you agree with. But look back on the history of Australia and think about who the elected officials were before. Who... I'm going to look them up real quick. Who... (laughs) Who actually got in who made a difference? And did people actually vote for who they should have voted for? Edmund Barton, the first Prime Minister? What did they accomplish besides signing off on Alfred Deacon's White Australia policy? Chris Reid? I'm pretty sure he was from Chile. Uh... And, and uh, uh, Billy Hughes? Sure, he was there for us in World War One, but is he gonna give a shit about us when he's not at war? Seems like he just loves war too much. Was he the one who fought for conscription? Who was that guy? I remember one of these guys did that. Joseph Ly- Lyons? Earl Payne? Which one was it? One of these? Don't know. John Curtin? Was John Curtin the... One of them flip-flopped on uh what's it called on conscription they originally said no and then later they said yes they originally spearheaded and then they didn't win the election or something i vaguely know australian history Know that people voted these people into power and in voting these people into power they continued australia in a way that you did not enjoy if you want to vote correctly this year don't follow other voters Follow your heart in voting for Alexander Crouch.
0: Yeah, that one was pretty good. That was a good attack ad. Um, a little bit unsure about who exactly I'm attacking on that one. Again, it it it's hard. It's hard to attack the voters because ultimately, I love my voters. I love my base. I love everybody who supports me. Um, but in another in another sense, they're all crazy. You know, we're all crazy in this messed up world. And a lot of times, we go into these booths. And we're just voting by the skin of our teeth. We're filling out our little forms. People are like waiting behind us because we decided to do the bottom half and fill out every fucking number, which I've done several times. And people seem to get really upset by doing that, by spending a long time thinking through who I actually want to vote for. And, you know, and that can be problematic because a big part of it is voting for the people that you actually want to get in and not the people that you actually think would be really funny to get in. And it's hard because SNL makes it really difficult in the US, you know, you watch SNL, you see, you know, you see Beck Bennett playing Joe Biden, and it's like, God, oh, he's so funny and cool, you know, like, oh, he's so funny and cool, and I know I'm dated in saying Beck Bennett playing him, because he probably played him, like, eight years ago during the Obama campaign or something, and now, I think they had, like, Jim Carrey in for a I don't even know who, what they, I haven't watched the show in a few years, but, like, You see that up on the SNL and it's like, God, I wish I had this person in power because SNL could be so funny. SNL would be so funny if this person was in power because then they can get Jim Carrey in there more. And I just love Carrey. He's so good in Sonic 2. And it's just so much fun to see him doing his whole shtick on stage every Saturday night. Uh, but here in the, here in Australia, it's difficult because we don't have the funny sketch shows to like guide us to know who we should vote for. So we get a little bit stuck on looking at policy. And that can be really difficult because it, 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 it makes us think about facts and information and it makes our campaigns a little bit more credible, you know? Uh, so here's my promise and here's my last campaign. This is the last one. This is my last campaign commercial. And it's that I'm going to promise you funny characters. And if you vote for me, then we're going to get somebody to play me on TV and it's going to be really funny and cool. So here's my promise. And here's what you're going to hear right now. Hello, my name is Alexander Krauss. I host a podcast called Big Tall Boys. If you elected me as Prime Minister, it means I'd be the first podcaster who became a Prime Minister. Which would actually mean a lot for crazy news tabloids to report on and make a lot of really funny jokes for your late night shows. Think about it this way. you, I, Somebody could impersonate me as like a Joe Rogan figure... And I could be doing, like, crazy stuff and taking, like, horse tranquilizer bullshit. And people could be, like, making jokes about me being, like, off my rocker and being insane and crazy as Prime Minister. And it might actually invigorate the late-night Australian market. Look, Australian television's doing a really bad job at the moment, as we've known. From its inception, Australian TV hasn't really been accomplishing much. We don't have any significant output in terms of shows at all either scripted or unscripted we actually just produce all garbage and every time somebody tells me that something's decent I check out like a clip from it and it's so stagnant and boring like it's just it's so uninteresting and it's so wholly focused on something Australian to be able to actually be aired in Australia that it makes it seem like it's a joke and not actually a real show like it actually mean a lot to have an australian produced sci-fi production that's just completely free of australian influence and let me and this this would be a stepping stone to reinvigorating something in australia is that if i was prime minister i would continue doing the podcast and people would be like what the actual fuck our prime minister has a podcast where he talks insane for like 40 minutes a week Like, that'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. I'd elect that guy. Are you you kidding me? Like, beyond policy and beyond... We elect people to be entertained. We do. And beyond the podcast, I could maybe do, like, a late-night show and people could... (laughs) Honestly, I'm trying to become Prime Minister to backdoor my way into a late-night show. I could host a late-night show and people could see it and... It'd be like, holy shit, the guy who ran our country for a few years is doing a late-night show and he's inviting on Rove... Rove. He's inviting on... He's talking to Rove about what it means to host a show and to run a country. And that's fucking crazy shit, okay? That shouldn't be allowed, but I'll allow it if I'm Prime Minister. What else will I do? Well, look, once that's invigorated, we can start getting, like, a movie production thing going, okay? We can start making films about my... You know, like, we'll do an auto... I'll create my own um or a biopic about myself like as I'm prime minister I'll construct a biopic about me like I'm some fucking dictator and everybody will talk about it non-stop on Twitter imagine imagine the conversations you can have at work the prime minister's making a biopic the guys like mid-twenties He got elected as Prime Minister and he's making a biopic about who he is as a person. And he was just elected. So none of the campaign stuff's going to be in there. And his life has so far been pretty (laughs) uneventful as a whole. So what interesting thing is going to be in there? And you'll see it and be like, he has a whole thing about his Moroccan family letting him down, just like fucking Freddie Mercury. Like, that they didn't inspire or, you know, do much of anything. And he has that film, you know, that's that moment from yesterday and from Rocket Man, where he, like, plays a song for his family and the family doesn't give a shit. You know that classic scene that seems to be in every biopic or musical-based thing in the last, like, five years, where the po- the musician plays something for a crowd that doesn't appreciate it? Here's my problem with the film yesterday, and this is all. This is a part of the commercial. It's that he he just becomes successful. I think I've even mentioned this on the show. He becomes successful just because he plays the shit songs. But it's like that's not how you actually become successful in anything. The quality doesn't fucking matter. It's actually just about image and confidence. And they should have played that up. That's what it was about. And they should have had his song that he was playing at the start be the final song that he plays at the end, and everybody really fucking like it and it could show, like, actual growth beyond the Beatles being something that's prolific and beyond understanding. It's just music! It's just music! Like, it doesn't... Ugh, fuck... Like, they used to pay people to go to Beatles shows originally to bump up the crowds because they had... Like, people... The Beatle-mamia was fucking fake. Like, some of it existed, but originally it was, like, paying people off and hiring shit, and none of it was real. And I know you can say, Alex, this is a conspiracy theory bullshit, you didn't- you weren't alive at the time, and, you know, you're you're conflating this to ideas. But I'm- I'm really confident that they paid off crowds. I'm pretty sure that was a legit thing they did originally to try to boost up numbers. And the idea- That, you know, you become this mega successful person just based off success alone. You know, like the success of creating something that's beautiful or amazing or interesting isn't real. For instance, this podcast episode is fucking lit. Okay, it's great. And if Conan made it, you'd be all like, fucking hell, I want to, you know, I want to wear his hair and his skin and I want to be him. You know, he's so self deprecating and interesting. And that's not, that's, it's just not how the world works yesterday. It's just not how the world works. And it's why I'm upset with you. Um, and you should vote for me. And these are my promises. And that's everything. Thank you. Vote for me. Uh, call one for yes, two for, two for no. Thank you, mate. Okay, we got one good little, that's a good little commercial in there for me. That's great. People are going to understand who I am as a person and know who to vote for. Look, we're drawing to an end of this episode, and what an episode it's been. I think we really delved into who I am as a person, why you should vote for me, why you should not follow other people's voters, um, you know, other people's votes. This was actually a really good one. This was actually a really good one, and it was a lot of fun. Actually, you're saying actually a really good one? Alex, they're all good ones. I know you can be a little bit self-deprecating, like Conan is, but... I'm really happy. I'm really happy with this one. I think it was a lot of fun. Um, if you're interested in seeing more, sharing this with people, like, favorite, subscribe, do all the things you do from another show. But for this one, this week you're going to share this with your dog. You're going you're gonna, to... I don't know why I said that. You're going to share it with your dog. You're going to show it to your dog. And you're going to explain to them that if they really try hard enough, they might be out of vote. Like, if they... Because I know, look, I'm not going to poll very well with people, but I'm a dog kind of guy, you know? If you get your dog smart enough to then say, I love, you know, you see those videos of the huskies saying, I love you. Get them to that point first. Then show them this podcast episode and indoctrinate them into the idea of voting for me. Like, I think we can get a real movement going of dogs voting. If we get dogs, like, there's nothing in the rule book that says a dog can't vote if they're smart enough. If they can get, if they can transport themselves to the election polling booths and they can stand on two upright hind legs and they can hold a pen and like mark things off, they're already registered as pets. They're already registered, you know, in like the Australian law. I think once you get the dogs smart enough to do that, they should be out of vote. So show this to them. Uh try like serums. Try like you know, whatever you can to make them smart. Uh, put them in a tank of water and with like electric eels and make them fucking electro or I don't know. I don't know what'll make them smart, but it'll be great. You know, like I think I haven't seen those those old I'm saying old Batman film. The one with Jim Carrey. I'm pretty sure it becomes like crazy smart when he's the Riddler or something. He does something with his mind. She's a laser into the sky. I don't know. I don't know. Something like that. Do that to your dog and get them to vote. Cause that actually be, that actually go a long way. That actually go a really long way because a lot of other people don't have dogs voting for them. So I could maybe get, and a lot of people have dogs. So that could actually be really, really good. Um, That's everything I wanted to say, beyond love each other, you know, care for each other. We are all children of men we're all children of women, we're all children of other, you know, like, we're all, we're all people. And when these people come together, we can actually create change. And a lot of times when we're thinking about elections, we're focusing on the one. We're focusing on the one person who can actually try to make a difference, when we should be really focusing on ourselves. And I want you to take, I want you to step away from this episode. To, when this episode ends, I want you to pause, you know, like, stop the episode, take your headphones off, place them down on your desk, and then, like, push your chair away from your desk and just sit there in contemplation, staring at the screen. Really thinking through the thing. And then when we cut scene, we'll cut that scene with, like, another scene of you at work. And we'll keep the same noise, like, the same background noise. So it'll be, like, silence. And then somebody will say, Corey, Corey. And then you'll snap too. And be like, Corey, you looks like you were daydreaming there. And you'll be like, sorry, I was thinking of something else and that can actually be like a real insightful moment for you realizing that hey um maybe 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 we should both i don't know what i'm saying sometimes i get too strong like too focused on filmography and how to structure a scene and there's no joke there it's just like interesting how often we have that moment of like transition and then they get, you know, somebody saying their name and it's a fun scene. You know what? I might shoot this weekend. Let's go out. I'm going to shoot it. I'm going to go, I'm going to go film some scenes. That's my goal for the weekend and make your own goals for the weekend. Uh, Sometimes I do the outro stuff and I say to share the episode and then I keep talking because I want there to be a bigger moment before I say the last line of the thing. But here's the thing. The episode should just end straight when I say... Straight when I say it, and and it doesn't need to be any more, it doesn't need to be some big moments, so when I say it, we just end the show, and so, play the song! And there's no, like, outro thing, like, it should just be that, you play the song, and it's done, and we're gone, and, you know, previously I worked a long time on trying to get the intro a bit better, and I made, like, a slogan, maybe I need to do an episode where I really nail down the outro, that might be a good idea, I might do that in the future, no promises though, no promises. Um, now I'm worried of, uh, am I actually including this part? Cause then like what this plays and then it's the big tall boys thing with the laugh. I don't know if I like that. I don't, I don't know. Play the song again. Do it again. Do it again. This will be the proper, play the song. Or maybe like it plays part of the outro and then it stops and you hear that and then it plays part of, and then I guess this would then be another little bit. Where it's like another tag, you know, it's like an end tag, you know, I'm, I'm there making a Christmas tree with Troy and Arbed, you know, it's like good, good fun, good fun. Um, but eventually at the, like, at a, at a point we must accept that the show is over and the song's just gonna have to play. And, uh, to that I say, play the song. Um, hi, can I get a big tall boy? <laughs>